You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. With the increase in technology use, it is important for businesses to establish a strong identity online. Businesses must focus and have a clear presence online and give a relatable sense of what they are about in order to be successful digitally. I've invited author of Digital Selling, Grant Leboff, to go over the three steps companies can take to thrive and survive online. You know, we love reviews here on Critical Mass Radio Show of our favorite of your on your favorite podcasting software. You know, this is a great way for others to find our show. And since we started our program here in 2009, we've reached several hundred thousand listeners with our podcast and our live stream here on octalkradio.net. So please write a review if you would be so kind. Grant, how important would you say it is for businesses to have a strong online digital presence? Oh, Richard, hi. Yeah, I think it's absolutely vital because I think, you know, the one rule in business always is that you've got to be where your customers are. And increasingly, your customers are searching for solutions online. And therefore, to cut through the amount of noise that we know exists you've got to have a strong presence and identity. So let's unpack that just a little bit, Grant. When you say a strong presence and then identity, those must be two different things. So so for for our audience, which are business owners and CEOs running middle market companies, lower middle market companies, what what do you mean by presence and what do you mean by identity? Yes, so presence is really, I mean, if you think about it, we own as business owners today everybody owns media channels and the currency of media as you know because you're in media is content so in order to have a strong presence you need to have some really valuable and interesting content for your audience so that's what we mean by presence so when they find you you know there's something to look at there's something to engage with there's something to entice them Uh, so that's very important in terms of identity People have got to have a sense of who you are as a business, as what you are as a business, because if they don't have that sense and get that sense quite quickly, uh, they won't bother looking. They'll just click off and go somewhere else. So, so Grant, you're, um, we're going to talk about your book, Digital Selling, here in a little bit because you're the author of it. Um, but before we get into that, I, I kind of want to stay on this point a bit. In your work, in the research that you've done, and the consulting and, and helping of other businesses with their digital presence and identity, are there some – are you find, let me ask you directly. Are you finding people who say, look what I've done – and you can do it too if you do what I do, working on the digital online platform? Or what? what's the right strategy for companies, lower middle market companies, to use to attract, in your terms, then an audience online to their brand? Yeah, it's a great question. So in order to attract an audience, the first thing you need to do is really define who that audience is. And that's really important. It sounds so simple. But what a lot of people do with their products and services when they're running a business is they say, well, look, you know, I have a wide audience, people of this age and this age and this ethnicity. And I've got this huge audience that that can use my products or services. So I just want to catch everyone. And the problem is to try and produce material content of value that really appeals to everyone is really hard. And what people end up doing, we see this on 
online all the time is they produce really bland content, really dull content, which doesn't really engage anybody. So the thing to do is really ascertain who is my marketplace? What do they look like? What are the challenges they have? What are the solutions I can bring to them and the insights uh, that I can give them? And, and then produce content that really works for that particular audience. And that, that's the first way of really being able to engage and start to build that audience. Okay, that, that sounds compelling. How does, how does someone, so what I heard you say was know your niche, that as a, mm-hmm. as a middle market company, you need to understand who your true customer is and, and, yeah. then, and then develop content that is uh, engaging to them. What would you recommend, Grant, that people do to figure out what is the content that they should write that would then be compelling for the audience? Yeah, that's that's a really important uh, question. So the thing that I always say to my customers, the people that I consult with is, what do you need to do is write down the challenges your customers have, which they would come to you to solve. So what are the challenges that a customer has? They don't need to know you exist or not at this stage, although, you know, it'd be great if they do. But just understand what are the challenges that that your customers have that you can solve for them. And then when you understand what those challenges are, then you say, what content can I write that gives insights, that gives tips, that gives ideas around some of those solutions and some of it can be very esoteric it can be very indirect and some of it can be very explicit and very direct but the reason why you want to do that with your content is it because it means you're always addressing a buyer motivation because those challenges essentially are the motivations of why people buy and you always want to make sure that your content addresses one of those buying motivations or the danger is that you produce content that engages that never leaves leads to a purchase and of course all your business owners need to make sure that at some point they're attracting people that are going to buy we're talking with grant lebov he is the author of digital selling and we're going to be talking about I, I, my sense is we're talking about some of the content within the book without specifically saying okay let's talk about the content of digital selling is, is that fair to, is that a fair assessment yeah, that's right okay great so uh, i like conversational style here on the platform so my question to you is do you advise uh, people who are using your strategies to be provocative is that necessary or is thoughtful and insightful enough yeah, I suppose some of that depends on, on uh, what you do and, and your company identity as a whole and what you stand for. So it's not wrong to be provocative, but on the other hand, you don't have to be provocative. What I'm also, what I always think about uh, when you're a business and you're addressing a, cons- uh, a customer is it can be provocative, but you do want to make them think. And you don't have to be provocative to do that. Sometimes it can be really great insights. I always talk about giving people the aha moment. You know, that moment where they go, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, that's interesting. Because at that point, you've delivered some value. And at the point you've delivered some value, they're more interested in engaging with you and understanding further what you can deliver for them. So it's all about creating value. And often that's insight-led. Okay, so that is a great answer and my follow-up question for you is what do you say to people who are not comfortable they can have insights that would be that insightful yeah that that that, that's that's an interesting point i mean i would say that you know any product service anything that you're delivering to a customer you should be an expert in 
and therefore there's always got to be a context or something that you can deliver which uh, your customers haven't thought about because they're not as expert as you. So I, I think in terms of trying to find those insights, because that's not easy to do, there are two things you want to do. One we've referred to before, which is understand the challenges your customers have, which you can solve, and are there some added value uh, information, things you can deliver for them around those insight, around those problems. But the other thing that you should do is think about the context in which those challenges occur. In other words, if you think about this, every purchase is precipitated by an event. No one wakes up in the morning and says, oh, I think I'll go and invest in some training service today. I'll buy a new car today. Every, there's always an event that leads to that purchase. So if you can understand the events uh, that lead to people looking for your products and services, as well as the challenges they have, by looking at both of those things, you start to understand where perhaps the opportunity to add value is. We're talking with Grant Leboff. He is the author of Digital Selling, and we're talking about uh, the need for companies to be online, both with an identity uh, as well as a presence. Uh, we have just a few minutes before we take our first and only break here on Critical Mass uh, Radio Show. So I just I wanted to ask, you know, kind of two minutes, what was your inspiration for writing this book? Yeah, it's a good question. So the inspiration really is I, I go around the world uh, speaking about uh, digital selling, digital marketing, and consulting with businesses. And, you know, you find that the same questions keep coming up and people are struggling uh, with the same challenges. And, you know, you solve those challenges and thought, well, would it be useful if I could write a book that I could deliver some of those answers to many, many more people than just the ones that I get to see? And that was really the inspiration for putting it together. How long did it take you? Oh, that's a good question. So, so the initial ideas to formulate were, uh, you know, was was fairly quick because I was I'm working with clients all the time. But to put it together was was about six months. Although that wasn't it wasn't a full time occupation because obviously I'm doing other things. But about six months. And how did writing a book and getting it published and now promoting it? How does how does that how has that impacted your business, Grant? Oh, well, in terms of presence, it's given me uh, a lot more content. Uh, it's also allowed me to describe things to people in ways which perhaps really gets the point across because when you write a book and you're not going to be in the room with someone, you've obviously got to find a way of articulating the challenges and the solutions in a way that someone can understand just by you know re reading rather than you explaining it to them face-to-face. -face. And have you found that it has... I'm sure you have a strong digital presence and identity around digital selling. And, and, and have you found that, um, you know, we, we interview over time. I love to have authors on the show. I, I think you have great content, and that's what my audience is looking for. Uh, would you, for other service providers who are looking to differentiate their brand, would you recommend making the commitment? Because I know it's not easy to write a book like you did with digital selling. Absolutely. I think anybody that thinks they've got something to say and value to add, packaging it up in a book is a great tool for businesses to increase presence, to increase credibility, to build reputation. So I would say to anybody out there that's listening that thinks they have something to say that would be useful for their audience, yeah, if you've got the discipline to do it, then, and you know, I, f I find it pretty enjoyable too. So yeah, oh, I'd recommend it. Imagine that. All right, Grant, we're going to take a very short break, ladies and gentlemen, for those loyal listeners of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. You know that we take one break one break only for each of our segments this is that time it's less than a minute it's usually uh, a commercial that i've developed for one of the products or services that i lead and do here at critical mass for business so don't go anywhere we're going to be right back and when we come back grant i wonder if you could 
Explain the three steps companies can take to thrive and survive online. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Grant's going to address that and other things in the second block of Critical Mass Radio Show podcast after this word from me. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know, a great way to stay informed about our guests, like great guests, like Grant, is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's really easy. Simply go to my company's website, Critical Mass 4 F. Business.com, Critical Mass for Business, at the bottom of any page. Any page is a join our mailing list box. Simply type in your email address, hit subscribe. Like magic, you'll start receiving our weekly newsletter with information about our upcoming guests. Also, we do nothing else with your email but put you into our newsletter. It will go no further, and you will be able to know in advance about great guests like Grant Leboff, who is the author of Digital Selling. Okay, before the break, Grant, I said I was going to ask you to Take us through the three steps companies can take to thrive and survive online. Uh, you know, we talked about presence, as you said, Richard. This is about building identity, really, these three steps. So okay. really creating a great identity, which is absolutely essential for thriving online. So the first step is understanding the ethos or purpose uh, behind your business. What is that bigger vision? So, you know, it's great to make money. Uh, most people that go into business, especially commercial organizations, are looking to make money. But what's the purpose or ethos behind that? And the reason why it's so important is because we're talking about running a media channel. You know, on digital, whether it's a website, a blog, a LinkedIn page, a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, all of these are media channels. And therefore, if you want to build an audience, you have to stand for more than simply making money. Because if it's just about making money, it might be interesting for you, but it's not interesting for the audience. So I'll just give you one example of what we're talking about so it's not too esoteric. But you take somebody like Bill Gates. In 1977, he declared that the purpose of Microsoft was to get a computer on every desk and in every home. And that was a bigger vision than just about making money. Uh, For Google, it was to document the world's information when they started their search engine. So so it's just understanding what that bigger ethos and purpose is behind your business because that helps to be a magnet and attract an audience that buy into that purpose rather than just into the profit-making part of the business. Okay. That's, so, that's good. I'm so, writing these things down as I'm listening to you speak as well, Grant. <laughs> that's okay. Part two is about your value proposition. So it's a, it's a question of you need to be able to articulate in as few words as possible exactly what you deliver for your customers. Because, you know, media, all media works on what we call information architecture. And everybody knows what that means. They often don't realize they know what that means. But I'll explain. If you pick up a newspaper, what you never do is read the body copy before you've read the headline. 
what we do when we pick up a newspaper is we read the headline and if it if it entices us we then read the body copy that's exactly how media works and it's exactly how digital media works as well so if you like your value proposition is your headline when i land on your web page or your facebook page or your youtube channel what does that deliver for me and you need to say it in as few words as possible that grabs me and I say, yeah, I want to I watch or I want to click on the download or I want to see this or I want to explore. And if you don't get that information architecture correct, in exactly the same way as you flick over the page in a newspaper, people will click onto the next web page, the next, the next website, the next blog. So it's absolutely vital that you get that headline, that value proposition, if you like, uh, enticing and correct and getting people to want to click and want to explore further. Excellent. And the third one is probably the one that most people miss, and that's understanding what your emotional selling proposition is to the customer. And I'm going to explain this because it's really important. Okay. So online, you're in an experiential environment. And what I mean by that is, is it's an experience because you're not doing it to the customer. You're doing it with your customer or with your prospect because it's up to them to click and explore and participate. It's not you just delivering something to the customer. They need to, they need to participate. That, that's what, you know, being online is an active, it may not be physically active, but it's certainly mentally active. And therefore, if you're delivering experience to a customer, you have to understand the emotional deliverable of that experience because we know from behavioral psychology over the last 20 years that people cannot make decisions without emotion being involved. So you ha if you haven't decided the emotion you're trying to deliver for your customer, there is a very, you're just missing something in the buying process. And I'll, I'll, there's, a, there's a, a behavioral psychologist called Antonio Damasio who actually works out of Stanford University uh, now. He's originally from Portugal, from Lisbon. And in his book Descartes' Error, he says this. He says, human beings are feeling machines that can think. We're not thinking machines that can feel. Wow. And, and, and the idea is, is that uh, our system one thinking, our emotional thinking comes first. So unless you've decided you know exactly what your emotional proposition to the customer is, how do you know you're using the right colors online, the right imagery online, the right language online? It becomes very, very important. And just to give an, uh, an example, Charles Rev, one of my favorite examples, Charles Revson, who's the founder of Revlon Cosmetics, he very famously said, he said, in the factories we make perfume, in the shops we sell hope. Mm. He knew exactly what the emotional proposition was for his customers, and that affects the packaging, the language, the colors, and everything else, which can really bring your online presence to life. So it's really, really important. Okay, so let me... Let me see how good of a student I was, and correct me if I, if I'm incorrect, because I, I I took notes and I and I want to be accurate. Uh, the the key is to understand your purpose, and to be able to put that in your in the ethos of why you're doing what you're doing, which must be greater than merely the profit motive. The next is to be able to de develop your value prop in a headline that is enticing, and that we need to understand the emotion that we are. It, hoping to get into the prospect and into the customer because humans are emotion machines. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100% correct. And, yeah, really, really important to make sure you get those strings things right. But you're, yeah, that's absolutely right. Okay. So why, do, why, why did you say it's harder to write a short message than to craft uh, you know, a longer one, but a short message is more powerful? 
Yeah, so there's there's a very famous quote from a, a French philosopher, scientist and philosopher called Blaise Pascal, who very famous, it's been quoted all over the world and attributed it to different people, but, but, but it was Blaise Pascal who said, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. I think uh, I heard that attributed to Mark Twain, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's attributed to lots of people, okay. but in the research for the book, I found the original source. Okay. Um, but, 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 you're, but. Yeah, exactly right. So it's easy to do a brain dump. You know, if I say to people, can you get your value proposition over in 10 minutes? You know, they might meander a bit, but they'll get there and I'll kind of understand what they do. The problem with with online is we live in a world today of information overload because everybody's got these digital channels that they're putting out information on. And unless you can cut through that information and grab people's attention in a really short uh, time scale then they're not going to explore, they're not going to research any further. And so it's really important for, in order to initially catch someone's attention and get them to want to explore or watch or listen or do whatever you want them to do, that you can really explain and pack a punch in as short a sentence and phrase as possible. And that's, I mean, as I said, that's not new because it's how newspapers always work with, with headlines, but it's, it's absolutely vital uh, in a world where, you know, we have attention deficit disorder, essentially. You know, everybody's time and attention poor. Right. And so we're talking with Grant Lepoff. We're talking about his excellent book, Digital Selling. He just hit three high points of which, if you buy the book, you're going to get much more substance and, 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 and actionable ideas that you can bring into your lower middle market business. In, in your work, Grant, uh, when you talk to small, lower middle market company leaders, do, do you find them excited about the idea of becoming media companies in addition to being whatever their mainline company is? Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's a, it's a double reaction of excitement and trepidation all at the same time if that's possible. The excitement comes from understanding that the most powerful route to market for any company almost ever has always been word of mouth. You know, word of mouth referrals, recommendations for, 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 for the majority of businesses. And there's a good reason for that. It's because social proof, which is what other people say and do, is the ma- most powerful influence on human behavior. We know that. So word of mouth is incredibly powerful. And when you explain to a business owner that today word of mouth has gone online, Essentially, the big revolution in communication is that everybody has a channel today, and more information is disseminated in the world today through social sharing than broadcast and publishing. So if you can create content that's valuable, that entices people and engages people, and they share that, that is the quickest way to build reputation and brand amongst your prospects, amongst your audience, and bring in business. So that's an ex- incredibly exciting opportunity uh, for any small, medium business today. The trepidation is gosh, it sounds like a lot of work to produce this content and to keep it up and understand that I'm, I'm running this media channel now. Uh, so it's a little bit daunting, but there are, and we describe this in, in, in the book in, in, in a lot of ways, there are really clever uh, ways of making sure that you can deliver valuable content uh, and enough of it uh, without, you know, with, with, with limited budgets and with limited resource, without, you know, having to throw you know, millions of dollars at it. Right. So if someone would like to learn more about you as an author and a speaker, as well as buy your book, Digital Selling, where online do you suggest they go, Grant? Yeah, the best place to, to find me is stickymarketing.com. So it's just stickymarketing, all one word, dot com. And there's loads of downloads and resources and video on there for people to engage with and use and get some insights and ideas. Great. Do you speak to small groups of CEOs and business owners from time to time? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I speak all around the world, and uh, I speak to many, many CEO groups and uh, of, of you know mid-market businesses. Great. I, uh, here in Southern California, I lead a handful of. Uh, what I call CEO peer groups for business owners in lower middle market companies. Maybe you and I can talk about having you speak with one of those groups at some time in the future. I'd be delighted. All right. We'll take you up on that. Trust me. So I want to thank you for being a great guest, delivering outstanding content, and getting me uh, excited again about this idea of content marketing and being a digital first kind of company. So thank you, Grant, for being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass community. Thank you for having me, Richard. Thank you. Good. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank our engineer, Paul Roberts, and our producers, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern, and I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about this radio show or the CEO peer groups that I lead in Southern California, then visit my website, criticalmass4, spelled F-O-R, business.com. And until your next, our next show, sorry, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 